I'm going to totally butcher the Michael Jordan thing, but Michael Jordan used to shoot like what a thousand free throws or three pointers every day. And then it just became a natural habit. His system produced a result. I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Growth Vault podcast. Hope you're doing phenomenal. I'm wearing an I do epic hat for my good friend, Bart Miller. Shout out to Bart Miller. You cannot buy these currently, but so many people have asked me for one. I told him to put up a little page so he can sell them. So he might do that. (laughs) Anyway, I'm joined by Ashley, my high school sweetheart, and my business partner, Brandon Vaughn, who's building empires. Brandon... (laughs) How are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Happy to be here. Is that just what we're supposed to say to people? Like, I'm yes. good, but really you're dying inside, like dying collapsing inside. like a dying star? Deep depression, deep, dark depression. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about... Actually, it actually has been an amazing week. You know, I mean, being honest, it, it's been yeah. amazing. It's been hard, but it's been amazing. The, the ones where you do a lot of hard things are the ones where you sleep the best. It's true. Right. At the end, you kind of are like, you don't feel guilty for like taking a break because you know you actually did lay it all on the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what I wanted to talk about, we're talking about the five stages of legacy. You know, it's something that we've kind of observed with families, but it applies to business. You know, you have identity, intimacy, targets, community, and growth. This episode, I want to talk about targets, goal setting, measuring things, KPIs. Um, setting too big a goals. <laughs> a certain uh, AGSX member comes to mind at your first AGSX, right? Yeah, and then Ooh, I like to tell that story. Too small. How do we work through that? How important are targets, goals uh, in business? Yeah, well, um, it, it, it's it's interesting. I actually do want to tell that story to kind of kick this off. Um, okay. I'm not going to mention any names whatsoever. Um, but call him Randy. Randy. So Randy, Randy was sitting down at our table and, um, I actually love it so much because this to me embodies the whole conversation of setting targets and why they're so important is to balance BHAGs, what you say, big, hairy, audacious goals, and to balance realism. Like yeah. that's a difficult balance. How do you pick your target? How do yeah, because you- people that are just scared call themselves a realist, but really they're like overdoing it in this direction. <laughs> Optimists overdo it in the other direction. Both of them got some truth. Yeah. So this um, Randy was sitting at our table and uh, Randy's business. I don't know. I don't remember the exact revenue, but it was, um, you know, he was smaller. He had just, you know, one or two crews. And we said, okay, what's, what, what does the next 12 month look like for you? What do you want next year to be? And he's like, I want to go to, I can't remember the number exactly, but it was like 2 million. It was like, it was like, I thought it was like 10 million. It was, it was a big number. It was, it was in the millions. And, yeah. and so it was like literally 10 Xing in 12 months type of a thing. Now, the interesting thing was a lot of the people at the table started chuckling and laughing. And I, I stopped everything and, and I was like, Hey, don't, don't put your self-limiting beliefs on him just because it seems impossible for you does not mean it's impossible for him or anybody. So Ooh, what we're going to do instead is we are going to take this whiteboard and we're going to solve the problem of how can we 10x this? How can we do it? Because it 100% is possible 
If you have enough working capital, if you have a corporate recruiter, if you can like, you know, sell it, whether or not you're profitable or not, whether or not you go bankrupt in the process is another thing, but let's like see actually what this is, is possible. So we sat down and we started talking about like, okay, we got to buy trucks, right? How much working capital is that going to require? We got to hire people. We have to, um, you know, how many people do we need to hire? How many trucks do we need to hire? And we like mapped it out on this big chart of each month, how many new trucks you'd have to grow. Because just because you're doing like, you know, $20,000 a month here and you're ending at, you know, whatever number that is in order to do that many millions in that 12 month span, like you got to grow a lot and finish at a really high run rate at the end. But when we went through that whole process, it was really, really eye opening because A, a lot of the people that were at the table, it kind of shattered some of their self limiting beliefs that it is actually possible to do it and to not be afraid to think big. But then it also helped him too, because when he started realizing like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, I, I have to buy a lot of trucks. And I don't know if I can, if I can necessarily do that, you know, with my financial position where I'm at with some other things. So I, I think that that's so, so, so important is to not only set your target, but then to reverse engineer how it's actually possible and do that before you say, this is my target. This is where I'm going. You have to show, calculate the cost and show how you're going to actually get there. Mm. You know, Brandon, a lot of people don't like setting goals because they're fatigued at setting and missing goals. They just, and so like, it just, it gets older. You feel like a fraud, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a better way to put it. You put this goal, you don't believe in your heart. It's going to happen. And so you're kind of, it's kind of bull crap, right? This happens generally around January for some reason. <laughs> yes. and, uh, <laughs> um, what would you say to them? Should they set shorter goals? Should they, you know, what do they do? So the, the big thing that we do with like everyone in our conquer program, for instance, is we, we have them create a budget and a budget is probably one of the most unsexiest words on planet earth. <laughs> most people get, you know, creepy crawlies that spall, crawl up their spine as soon as I say the word budget, but when you can like, say you can set that first initial target, that target is not actually, okay, now we go day one. And then day 365, we say, did, did, did we hit it? You know, that's literally like taking your, you know, taking an arrow and a bow and just kind of aiming in a direction and then closing your eyes and then like releasing <laughs> it. So uh, most people are very reactive when it comes to goal setting because they just name a one goal and they don't actually say, okay, for us to do that, here's how much we have to do in January, which means we have to do this much the first week of January, which means that tomorrow I have to like book two jobs. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's just my first target is the the two job goal. And then tomorrow I have to book another two jobs and then the day after, and we're just going to take like one little chunk at a time. And one of the speakers at our conquer summit was Brian Moran. And he talked about the power of uh, periodization. And they do this in the athlete athletic world where they don't focus on the big thing. All they do is they break it down into such a micro little level. You know, it's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time kind of a thing. It is amazing. I one thing that drives me nuts with our budget and conquer is that uh, people think that filling out your budget is an event, not a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. <laughs> kind of like when people prepare for the wedding, but not the marriage type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't start yet. Like filling out your budget, you didn't do it yet. No. Like, <laughs> like good job because no one even does that. So I'll give you a high five for sure. But 
it's about updating it every month with like the actual numbers so you can see how horrifically off you were. And then over time, though, you become like a fortune teller of your own predictions. It gets more accurate, I guess. Right. As you're if you're actually paying attention to it, whatever measured gets improved. Um, Speak to that because I know you've seen that, too. Yeah. So for me, when I when I put together my budgets, um, it's a living, breathing document. Like as soon as I get through one month, I'll go through and I'll review every single category, every single metric that I kind of set for myself. And I'll be like, holy cow, I way under budgeted for that. Like, my gosh, I totally screwed that up because a budget is an educated guess, a target, a goal. It's a guess, really. Mm -hmm. But then once you do that, then I I take the, that, you know, that information, that feedback, and then I go in and I actually redo all the rest of the year for my budget now with that new piece of information. Now my budget's a little bit more accurate. So it's kind of like taking that arrow and it's like, you know, aiming it away over here and then fine tuning it and then kind of, you know, adjusting each of the axis. So it's like really, really dialed in. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, one of the most powerful stats that I love is, you know, people are 65 to 95% more likely to achieve their goals just by simply writing them down and having someone hold them accountable. Mm. Um, so just write it down, just writing down your targets and your goals alone, like increases it by, by 40, 50%. It's crazy. It's a good time to segue to my next, uh, topic regarding targets or goals, which is knowing what you want. So if there's one thing people don't know in general, it's what they want. When I ask people what they want, they don't know. They can't answer me or they tell me what they don't want. And I've said this a thousand times on the podcast. Uh, It's frustrating, but it's common. And I'm sure you see that too. And so some people, they're just like a a rudderless ship kind of floating in the Gulf of Mexico. And and then they come in to conquer or whatever, or they listen to this, they get motivated. We're like, set a target and they'll do it. But the reason they don't update the budget isn't necessarily fear of budgets. They just don't care. They don't really know what they want. Um, what do you do when you're working with someone and they just don't know what they want? I, I, I think before you do anything else, you have to get really clear on your why. And this was something that actually I, I didn't really think a whole lot about until I met you, until you started talking a lot about know your why, understand your why. And I was like, why? Why do I need to do that? And why do I nail my why? Why do I need to nail my why? Um, so it, sitting down and defining what success looks like to you, uh, putting those big rocks in first and getting call, those. You call that success criteria. How yeah. sexy of a statement is that? I love it. I love it. You know, get, getting those things dialed in. Um, some people feel like, oh, you know, if I just grind and hustle and do this and do this for all this period of time, then I'll finally arrive. But most people, as they start growing, then they just change their goals. And it's always this constant target that's always out of reach. And they're always like, oh, I'm never going to be able to, to do this until I finally reach this. And then unknowingly, they've changed the goalpost again without them even realizing it. And their why never gets fulfilled, which their why was go to baseball games every Saturday with my kid, um, you know, be home every single evening with my family and like have dinner together. Like putting that stuff in, you can start that today. There's nothing that really blocks that out. You can actually start putting those big life goals and life targets and those life KPIs. You just like start measuring that now. And an amazing thing happens when you put all those big rock important things in first, everything else still gets done. It's crazy. Like it's still, it still actually fills in all the areas where you have that gap. Well, I, I'm going to mess it up. It's not Parkinson's law. Yes, it is. is. 
Okay. Yes, that's what you're describing right now is all tasks expand into the allotted time given them or whatever, meaning, you know, you could work 75 hours a week and get X amount of output out of that. You know, if you could measure total units of things that were done as a, you did 132 units of stuff. If you put blocks in and you time blocked and you did date night and you did time with your kid, if you did that, you can still absolutely get 132 units worth of stuff done. And you won't even notice most of the time the difference. Uh, which is so weird, right? Like I know with our weekly conquer goals, you know, 85% of the time, the person gets the goal done or the accountability done the night before, right? Because that's what human beings do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so powerful. In the next episode, we're going to talk about community, right? Or accountability and how important that is. But setting goals in the first place, you know, people have vague ideas in their head. I agree with you. I don't think they write them down. Um, Inside of a family, it's important to have targets. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of reasons people don't do it. I don't, I don't know if we've solved all the world's problems with this uh, in this conversation, but hopefully some of this is helpful. Do you have any final thoughts? On I do have a final ta- thought. Targets? My final thought is that I think the reason, just personally, just personally as a business owner slash business owner's wife, is that I used to get nervous to set targets because I was afraid to fail. And mm-hmm. so if I don't even set the targets, then I didn't fail. Like I just didn't. It didn't happen, right? But mm. I started to recognize that when we added systems in place, I wasn't really mad at myself. I was more mad at the system that we had to fix. Even like even towards my husband, like if he would have set a goal and didn't hit it, then I would be mad at him. But instead, I should be mad at the system that got us there. Mm. And so adding really good, sexy systems, sexy systems, is that a word? It is now, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> All rights reserved. Adding systems really helps you hit your targets. And so getting frustrated because you didn't hit your goal and your target and not setting. That's a good point because hitting a goal is just the natural byproduct of behaviors and activities that did or did not happen. Or I always tell people their bank account is just a lagging indicator of the stuff that they were supposed to do and didn't do six months ago. Like, it's not like a shock when you're totally broke and have no money. It's like, if you look back, you're like, "Mm." Yeah, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I'm going to totally butcher the Michael Jordan thing, but Michael Jordan used to shoot like what? A thousand free throws or three pointers every day. And then it just became a natural habit. His system produced a result. What about you, Brandon, with your businesses? Again, I don't think people realize the mega cool epic stuff you're building, but it's going to be awesome. And you can come on here as soon as you do. (laughs) Um, But with your personal goal setting, I mean, you can't control the output, but you can control the inputs. Mm -hmm. What do you do? What does that look like for you? You know, a life-changing book for me, um, business book was uh, Consistency is the New Currency. And it really broke my brain as far as goal setting in general. Um, it talks about like the 80-20 rule and, you know, just like how people function and how they how they operate. And it told a lot of stories. One of the stories in there was on Jerry Seinfeld. And in Jerry, talk about Jerry Seinfeld. He didn't set the goal to be the world's highest paid comedian ever. Like, you know, he he didn't, he didn't set that as like his goal. Like how long would it take in order for you to actually achieve that goal? It's like, I set this goal and then I achieve it, you know, 20, 30 years later. Instead, what his goal was is I'm just going to write one joke every single day, no matter what, I will not go to bed unless I write one single joke. And his goal that he set for himself was one single daily activity. And every day, he achieved that goal and he celebrated that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's actually Very what I've been doing with, with like my health rather than saying like before in the past, I'd say I, in 30 days, I am going to lose 7% body fat. And I am going to, you know, approximately grow my biceps by, you know, 1.6 inches and like all this stupid stuff. 
And the problem is you can't celebrate that goal until the 30th day, the 60th, the 90th day, whatever that looks like. You can't actually celebrate. Whereas now my goals are is, hey, today I'm just going to be healthier. I'm going to do, and I've defined what healthier is. It means I'm going to go and I'm going to work out a minimum of 45 minutes and I'm going to drink a gallon of water. Like that's, that's my healthy goal criteria. And every single day I get to celebrate achieving my goal. And I know that if I just stay consistent to that and just focus on it just today, inevitably I, I, I will be in shape. I, I will, I will achieve the, the larger goal that I want, but it's kind of irrelevant. And it's, and it kind of broke my brain. Cause I'm also a big fan of like BHAGs, but I function better with daily consistent goals. And that is gold. The book talks, dude, I'm telling you this book consistency is a new currency. It, you actually bought me that book and shipped it to me. <clears throat> I know I did. How, how was yeah. it? <laughs> I didn't read it. Hey, you have so many people right now that are like, Oh, Josh, Josh, been, might... Josh has books on the shelf that he hasn't read. Oh my gosh. Tons of them. I love books. I collect them as a hobby. I didn't read them. Dude, I didn't mean yeah, to imply I read them. It talks about it talks about Navy SEALs and not surviving like, you know, buds, you know, like hell week. And and they didn't look at it like the people that quit said, there's no way I can do this for another week or another month. The people are just like, this is really, really hard, but I can make it to lunch. I can make it to, to dinner. And then I get like a 10 minute break. Like they just, they didn't look at the macro. All they did was just hyper-focus just on the, the micro. So good, man. And there's there's 20 different stories that are like that. That it was just like well, we have a friend named Ray Higdon who has a he's like this huge deal in the multi-level marketing industry. Like huge, like speaks on huge stages with Rachel Hollis and Gary V and all this stuff. And he's got this huge community of tens thousand something people. Anyway, he's all fancy pants, but when and we know him in real life, and he's a super sweet guy. And you know what he did? Like 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago, is he started making one, he, he goes, he makes one live video every single day. Yeah. And wow. Never missed a day Wow. in like 10 years. And maybe it's eight years. I forget, <clears throat> but it's a really long time. And, and, wow. and he's built this huge company off of it. And really with every, every other little tactic and strategy stripped out, that's like a cornerstone reason why he's successful is that consistency. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, please read that book. Will you promise me? Will you commit to everyone on this podcast right now? The yeah. Day Brandon, time? Brandon, you're breaking up. Are you there? Uh-uh. No. Sorry. You can't get away me. from it. Oh, when you gotta read it. I'm calling you out, man. When you gotta I will read it. read it. It's actually not even a big book, really. Oh, it's I, tiny. Yeah. I just actually, never got right to it here. for whatever reason. You only need to read gave, one page a day or one chapter a day. I actually gave it, uh, it it's funny because it actually was written for network marketers. Mm. Um, so I think the new one, the, the cover actually looks different, but I had these guys speak at our conquer summit, uh, yes, last year and they were amazing. Um, just was really, really well done. It's a very funny book too. It's enjoyable to read cause it's like co-authored. So they each like kind of go back and forth. It's kind of cool. Sweet. Well, I think we definitely covered targets really well. And we, I almost ended the, this episode and Brandon dropped some fire at the end. So any other thoughts or we'll move on to the next one. I think what gets measured gets improved. Go get them. Hey, hope you guys all have a great week. If you want to work with uh, Brandon's program, Conquer, we have an amazing program. Go to go.conquernow.com and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault.